The views and opinions expressed on MS Project Podcast by the host and the guests are solely their own and in no way represent the opinions and policies of their respective companies or Microsoft. Welcome to the MS Project Podcast, the essential source for news and information on everything Microsoft Project, EPM and PPM. Hello and welcome everyone to MS Project Podcast, another great episode. Today we have uh, one more behind the scenes episode trying to bring forward to you the team that actually makes things happen. Today we have uh, two great people from the project content team, uh, Efren and Stephanie. So thank you for so much for being on this podcast. So why don't we start by uh, you guys introducing yourselves. Tell us how you got started in this role. Uh, hi, um, I'm Stephanie Shank, as you said, and I've been a content developer for 18 years. I started out as an editor in Office, and I changed to a writer while working on the Office 365 Admin Center. And then I wanted to move closer to where, well, part of the reason I changed to a writer was because I wanted to move closer to where I could truly help users. And then I also spent a lot of time working exclusively as a UI writer for that same reason. Uh, when I came back from my first maternity leave three years ago, I was reassigned to Project and Planner, and I love working on apps that help people organize their work. Um, and I recently returned from my second maternity leave. I'm happy that I'm still assigned to Project and Planner. Awesome. How about you, Efren? Um, I've been in the Office UA group writing for Project for, geez, about the last 13 years. I started uh, with a Microsoft Office curriculum class uh, about Project Server 2003, many years ago, and I've uh, been writing ever since Project Server 2007. Um, I love this group. I love the engineering group I work with. I love working with the people here, and I love the product especially, and the customers. Very nice. Um, so every time I look at the content on TechNet, and especially for project, the question I get, and I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of other people. So tell us a little bit of how that, that actually works. So there's constantly new features being pushed out, especially now. In the past, at least, it was on-premises. I'm, I'm assuming your team had time to kind of look at the features, understand them, then write about them, and, re and release them along with the product. Now there is a constant change going on, constant influx going on. So just you know, just walk us through uh, the process of how is the, how is project content developed? Well, I think what we do is we we simultaneously uh, look at con look at creating content from a couple different angles. We keep in touch with our pro product managers on the engineering team. We keep in touch with our marketing team. We keep in touch with our support team, and then. Um, in the content development team, we have initiatives that we, we work on as well. So then we, we look at um, every month, we come up with content plan that, you know, that includes new supporting new features um, and covering support issues that come up um, that supports issues uh, that, that covers um, 
content initiatives, like we want to make some uh, our in-app help really good. Uh, so how, how can we change content to work with that? Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I think those are the five main areas, right, Efren? Yeah, and, and one of the big benefits that we have is that um, our engineering group is just located a couple floors above where we sit. So if um, we're in contact with them, we go up to their offices, um, any issues, we just go up a couple flights of stairs and talk to people. So um, yeah, we're, we're tied connectly with them. So Stephanie walked us through that you have a five step process or five different things that you attack on a monthly basis. I'm a little bit more curious about, okay, so let's say there is a new feature that is being rolled out. So that means you do go sit down with the engineering team, understand how it works and then draft the content. Or does the engineering team provide you some basic stuff and then you improve upon it? How does it work? Right, definitely. It starts with working with the engineering team. And a lot of this is, is basically like a, like a project. We need to scope what we need to do, investigate. Um, um, so again, the, the PMs, they're key in this. But um, us actually walking through and understanding through um, labs, setting up our test environments. I have like a server box under my desk, um, making sure that we're able to walk through um, and un totally understand what the new feature is, that that's really key to us as well. Um, we also need to identify um, other resources, not only the PM, but other people that may be involved. Sometimes that, that's uh, marketing and other groups, CSS. Um, but it's basically like working with a project. Another thing that we have to do is, is we need to kind of um, not only, we also need to prioritize where this all fits because we get a number of requests to, to, to work on different things. Yeah, it needs to meet the bar. And, and sometimes it's a hard message to, to deliver if it doesn't, so. Right, how does that, the approval process work? So does somebody look at the content and click a button and say, yes, this looks good? Do you send it out to the engineering team back for testing and follow the instructions? Um, well, no, they don't do. They don't test the steps for us. We would we would walk through our own steps unless it's something we can't really build on our own, and then we would collaborate with someone. We'd work with. I would say say we'd start with the PM, especially for a new feature. We start with the PM. We look at their spec. We talk with them, and we come, and then we go back and uh, write a draft, and then we'll come back to the PM and, and, and we'll figure out what other stakeholders are and also them. And they could look at um, our draft and make uh, make comments and edits to it. Now, um, we have two different systems that we keep our content in right now. One of them is on support.office.com um, and that's for our end user and information worker content. And then we have uh, docs.microsoft.com which is what all the content that used to be on TechNet is now there. And that's um, that's our more more admin and, and uh, IT pro focused content. And so, in both of those areas, there are ways for, especially internally, for both of them, um, for people to make comments and, and corrections. So that's a sort of a the tool we we would use for review. Um, and then we just do it back and forth. And then when we're both happy with it, like it's not it's not like the the PM says okay check, you're done. They have to say, check, you're done. We also have to agree, check, we're done, we like it too. And then, um, and then we'll publish either when we're both happy with it, depending on if it doesn't really have a deadline or if it's a new feature, we'll publish with, well, in concert with marketing 
to hit the um, sort of the marketing splash? For us as an end user, the content that's on TechNet is like our Bible. There could be a million blogs that people wrote, you know, that I wrote and other, other people wrote. But at the end of the day, when we talk to a customer, when, we, when somebody asks a question, the first reference we go back to is the TechNet and the official documentation published by Microsoft. So what you're doing is really important work. I'm, I'm sure you know that. I just wanted to let you know. Uh, so I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit before. Now, in the past, project server on-premises was you had time, right? There was a specified, there was a specific date, deadline. There was a timeline. So every two to three years, you got a new release. So you had time to kind of write up documentation on all of that. But with Project Online now, there is features being pushed every every month, if not every day or every week. So how do you keep up with that? It, it, yeah, it is somewhat of a struggle keeping up with all the changes. Um, but again, we, we are tied in closely with the PMs upstairs. So if anything really important comes up, we're pinged um, way ahead before the release. Yeah, and the other thing is, is again, like scoping what we, what, what is what we need to well prioritizing what needs to go out i think i mentioned that before as well i try to keep in t- specifically with the planner team i keep in touch with them with the with i i just have we've tried to come up with tools we've tried to come up with ways to have have a a shared web resource document all the different things that are going on and keep us on top of things and we so far Still, the best way to do it is to have a meeting periodically. I, I have periodic meetings set up with people, um, and we get work done in those meetings too. So it has it has a double purpose. It's not just like a, a wasted check in or something. You know, I have meetings set up with each of the planner PMs. It's not quite the same in project because their 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 cadence is a little bit different. Um, they have big releases periodically as well as smaller updates. And planner is all about the smaller updates. So there's things going on all the time. I mean, some things sometimes. It's so quick. Sometimes things get, you know, forgotten to the last minute and the, the PM will be like, oh, I forgot to tell the writer about this. I forgot we need to do this or I, you know, I forgot to check in or whatnot. It's really often we'll have created the content and then it's waiting for the, the feature to go live and then the feature goes live and then, um, you know, you have to remember what to check off in order to get that going. But um, I think we keep up with it you know, most of the time, every now and then something falls through the cracks and we catch it and we. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can understand. I mean, it's a, it's a huge application, especially with planner also being com- added to, to the portfolio. It's a, it's a behemoth to kind of manage and make sure every, every do- I is dotted and every T is checked crossed. Right. So uh, it's a lot of content. I can imagine. Um, One thing I want to add persona is that, is that, um, we're trying to move more and more into into videos uh, as opposed to just um, regular text con- the articles that you see out there, right. and that has its own unique um, issues. Where Absolutely, <laughs> we have to write scripts. We have to work with someone uh, who's two thousand miles away from us that has to put the video together and all this. So um, it's uh, yeah. So so we're we're diving deeper into the video uh, into videos. Uh, versus the content, and, and we see it as being integral to to what we're doing because, um, um, like for example, if I want to change my tail light on my CRV, I could 
I can find a video up on YouTube <laughs> really quickly and learn how to do this. A customer who has issues with Project Online should be able to do the same thing. Absolutely. I think videos are the future. I mean, statistics I read every day that if you add, a, add, your, add video content to your blog or your article, it gets read or watched more than just text. Um, and as a, again, as a, speaking as an end user, I think videos, it, there's always when I'm following text-based instructions, there's always something I miss. So when you watch a video and, and then you can compare your results with what the video is showing. And, but again, I also agree with it, it has its own unique challenges. Yes, there is challenges in creation, but then as soon as you finish it, you, there's one small change in the feature causes you to redo the entire video. Yep. Right, you have to remake the entire video rather than just correcting that small bit of text on your, in your instructions. A, a, exactly. Yeah. I, I can, I can one nice thing, thing is that there's been changes in our group that make that makes it a lot easier for us to create videos on the fly as opposed to a few years back where it took us forever to get something out. So that's looking to take advantage of that. Absolutely, that's that would be awesome. That that's uh, that that would really really help out people on the field. Uh, so one of the one of the things that um, I'm sure you have heard over the years. Is I mean you you do get a feedback on your content now, obviously um, I I don't know if there was a way in the past to kind of give you feedback directly from a TechNet page if we find an error or if you find some some content that is that has changed since yes there definitely is especially with the um, admin IT Pro content that's on docs.microsoft.com. Um, if you have a GitHub account, you can actually um, go into the article and suggest changes directly to the article. Um, the writer will be notified, and then the writer can look at the changes and determine whether they want to, to publish them or not, or go back to the person who submitted them and get more information. Um, also, uh, the articles on docs.microsoft.com also have visible comments on the bottom of the article. So um, it allows people to, to expand on the article and share more knowledge or make comments directly about the article. Um, so the, the new platform, and I think one of the reasons they moved to it is because it's a lot more collaborative and useful to customers. Um, another thing we can do too is that, is that, and I know you participated in this persona, is that uh, sometimes we would like to publish articles, like new articles, from um, MVPs or community experts that are out there. We recognize that there's a wealth of knowledge out in the community um, that we, we need to take advantage of. And, and so we want to create this system where we can actually have um, experts such as yourself submit things to us that we can publish. Um, and as of right now, most of this has been through MVPs because we have contact with you, but we're also open to community experts doing this. And, and um, uh, yeah, and that's something we'd like to move forward to, to towards, especially like PMO type content. The, how do you, what are the best tips and practices uh, that you can use when planning to implement or adopt a new project management system? And the surprising thing is that we started this about 10 years ago, collecting this information. And when we look at the data on these articles now, it's interesting to see that, that these articles still get a lot of eyes on them. Um, and it's probably because 
the challenges you have with implementing a project management system with Project Server 10 years ago, you still have those challenges when you're moving to something like Project Online, like um, change management, um, getting executive support, all those important things that you need to do. So yeah. I'll stop talking. I'm taking up too much time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's, uh, that's good, uh, good thoughts because when we are uh, implementing a new tool, it's yes, tool learning, knowing the tool and which features and what is important, but so is all the all the factors you talked about, getting understanding why they're doing it. A lot of times people implement a tool and assume it will solve all their problems. If, if um, enough research has not been done, enough justification has not been done, if there is no executive support, the implementation could fail for a number of reasons and and it's not a good use of time and money for the customers neither the team members so um, so I, I think as much as the tool content is important the pre tool and post tool content is also very important so glad to hear that you are uh, thinking of uh, enabling community content at some point so that would be awesome uh, over the last year or so i have been seeing seeing some changes to the um, overall content and how it is structured, the formatting. So are there any exciting changes that we, we, we should know about that are coming to the project content and how it is being structured and all that? I mean, one of the big exciting changes already happened, which was moving everything to GitHub to make it um, easier for people to give feedback. Right. And, um, and uh, the support.office.com content for uh, for the non-admin, the end user is not um, is not on GitHub, and it doesn't have that level of participation uh, currently. Um, I believe we'd like to, but we don't have a a plan that I <laughs> in place. I mean, uh, what I what I would like to do, um, and I know that there's a lot of uh, feedback saying that there's so many versions, and we have an article for each different version, or we don't have an article for one version, but we have an article for another version. Um, for project is we're we're working on streamlining that and consolidating that um, over time, and that has to fit in priority priority wise against all the new features yeah. and that kind of thing. But um, uh, that was something that I was working on prior to maternity leave, and I will now pick up the torch again and see how how much how much consolidation I can get for people because I know that that's been a pain point for for our users. Right, absolutely. I mean, that's always going to be a challenge. Do you write about the new content or do you maintain the old content? Right, so that's a, that's a standard challenge. Um, another thing that we're trying to move towards um, that is kind of groundbreaking is that we're, we're actually looking towards using services such as Upwork, where we might submit um, gig jobs to people um, externally. Um, and we're looking into that really heavily right now. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to post something up there um, within the next month. Um, and this will greatly help us because, again, uh, I mentioned that bar that we have. And, and hopefully with this, we can address some of those things that, that fall below the bar that are still relatively that we want to get done. Um, um, and so uh, – yeah, it would be a good place, like for people who are community experts or, or even MVPs or whoever, um, one thing they could do is go up to Upwork, take a look at it, and, and um, hopefully we'll have some jobs up there within the next month or two. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. So, the, All right. Um, 
So I think uh, I think that's that that's all the questions I had for uh, for both of you. Any uh, concluding remarks? Um, I, but Stephanie might want to talk about this. She's involved heavily. We're, well, we both do it, but we're also involved heavily with um, UI um, planning. Um, Stephanie's background. There's a lot. She has a lot of expertise in this, and Stephanie also works. We talk about project online, project server. Um, project desktop, but Stephanie, one of her specialties is planner as well. Um, so just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> Very nice. So again, thank you so much for taking your time out on, on a weekday to talk to me and talk on this podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.